Hello and welcome back to the Feminine Rising Podcast. This is your hostess, Amber Marino. Welcome if you're new here. If you are new here, I typically don't sound like this. I'm recovering. Um, I had a little bit of an EBV slash strep attack. And if you follow me over on Instagram, I was kind of sharing a little bit about that story. If you don't follow me over on Instagram... My handle is at I am Amber Moreno, and I usually have a lot of video format over on that end. For everyone else, welcome back. And today is the day that I finally am going to share about my channeled message that I got over the weekend while I was in Vegas with my husband. This story has definitely been overdue. It is August 11th at the time of this recording, and the message that I received was over the past weekend, so that was technically, looking at a calendar really quick, uh, August 5th was when I received the message. And it was one of these stories, and you always kind of see the memes when it's like, that wasn't a microdose. This was one of those instances for both my husband and I. Although I definitely got the heavy hitter of the situation. And so I'm going to explain the whole story just to kind of give context behind it and everything. And so let's go ahead and jump right into this one. So the purpose of this Vegas trip was really so my husband and I can spend time together. And then also my favorite DJ of all time. Tiesto is a residence at the Resort World Hotel out in Vegas, which by the way, the Resort World Hotel is immaculate. Like it's probably one of my favorite hotels. And side note, because I am a vegan, they have a plant-based restaurant slash buffet in that hotel. So if you are also vegan or plant-based, I highly recommend checking that out. Vegas has actually come a long way when it comes to vegan options, by the way. More so than I thought they would, but that's besides the point. So that was the purpose of our trip. It was also our anniversary on August 3rd. We have been married now for four years. We've been together for almost eight of those years, which is kind of crazy to think about. It'll be eight years in June of 2024. It's 2023, because I don't know when you're listening to this. But anyways, so going back into the microdosing slash channeling story. So I have started a microdosing protocol as well as my husband. He's been on his microdosing protocol a little bit longer than I have. And so I recently went ahead and felt called to working with psilocybin in a microdosing type of way as well. And so that's kind of the premise of what happened. So the microdose option of choice during our weekend was we had like these little chocolate squares and they're called fun guys. Kind of cute on the name play there. And they don't tell you exactly what the quantity is. And obviously it's a, it's like a candy bar, right? Which it does not taste like a candy bar at all, by the way. It's definitely medicine, 100%. And 
apparently it melted at one point. So I cut it to make the portions back into like a normal portion according to what the package said. But unfortunately, because it melted, I guess things shifted around a little bit. And so um, on this particular day, and this was actually after Tiesto, and I'm so thankful it was after Tiesto was the next day. I would have been very sad if this would have happened um, at Tiesto because I really like one of my favorite DJs ever or my only favorite DJ, I should say, for that matter. But, um, so we went ahead and took the square. So originally the plan was we were going to go eat dinner at this really good vegan dim sum place, which by the way, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, it's called Chef Kenny's Dim Sum, I believe. It's off of the strip. It's about 15 minutes from MGM Park or Park MGM, which is where we were staying. I highly recommend checking it out again. So we checked out this restaurant and wanted to get a bite to eat because afterwards we decided, okay, we'll go watch a Circus Soleil show, The Beatles, which by the way, we prepaid for this just to kind of, I'm going to give you all the details as they come and so that was the plan so my original plan was to take the chocolates with us to then microdose them after dinner because for anyone that's ever microdosed before especially when you're using it in that type of a form versus a pill capsule form it tends to kind of hit pretty quickly I wasn't aware of that at the time and I kind of figured, oh, it'll just kind of hit within an hour or two after you eat. Even though people say like don't eat with a microdose, I don't recommend that really because I don't know, at least for me, it hurts my stomach. So I usually eat with or before I take mine, but everyone's obviously different, right? All of our bodies are very unique and individualized. And so my husband was like, oh, let's just take it before we head out to dinner because then by the time, you know, we eat and it sets in, you know, it'll be like good timing. So my intuition kind of was like, you should probably wait. But being a good wife, I was like, let me trust my husband on this since he's been microdosing longer than I have. And we ate the chocolate, which, oh my gosh, <laughs> It did not taste good at all. I had to wash it down with like, I had these little chocolate cookie things that I brought with me because it was just, yeah, like I said, it was medicine, 100%. And so anyways, so we call our Uber, we head over to the restaurant, everything seems to be going fine. As we're in the Uber, he's kind of noticing something's going on. Now, mind you, this has only been like 20 minutes, not even, because it takes about 15 minutes from the resort that's once you're in the uber to get to the restaurant and so i get to the restaurant we check in and i already can tell that the mushrooms are kind of hitting because immediately i feel like i'm in a seinfeld episode i don't know if anybody here watches seinfeld but if you don't you should it's hilarious but there's an episode in Seinfeld, I forgot what season it is. This is in one of the later seasons where Jerry and Elaine are trying to get a table. I think George is there too. And they're trying to get a table at this one Chinese restaurant and they keep talking to each other and everyone keeps bypassing them and getting 
and before they do and getting their food before they do. And eventually they don't even get into the restaurant. But that's what it was feeling like because I checked in and then other people were coming and they were getting seated and they were getting served. And so we were just like, ah, whatever, you know, and little did we know, though, that this was the mushrooms already kind of working. So fast forward, we get seated. Now, at this time, we haven't eaten yet, right? So immediately I start feeling the mushrooms kicking in and they're starting to ramp up a little bit. And I am just like, oh, no, this is not happening right now. And so obviously my husband and I, we look at each other and you can tell in your eyes, obviously, like when somebody's on mushrooms or not, because <laughs> your pupils dilate. And we are just like looking at each other like, oh God, no. And so, yeah, from his perspective, it was funny because he sees a big Buddha behind me. And so he just kept telling us like, we're safe here. It's fine, whatever. And I'm just like, we ordered so much food. So we ordered so much food when we sat down too, because we were starving originally. And obviously once the mushrooms kick in, well, when you're on a microdose, that's usually you're fine. You don't feel anything, but this was not a microdose. Okay, fam. It was not a microdose. (laughs) And it started to ramp up. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat anything right now. Like, I'm going to try because obviously I'm starving, but we'll see what I get through. So I order some tea, some hot tea, because immediately I'm freezing. I get really, really cold um, whenever I take mushrooms. It's just, I forgot the exact like scientific reason, but it has something to do with like the way the liver processes it out because it technically is a poison, which we need to remember this and respect it for that manner but at least a poison to our body and so I order the hot tea and everything and I'm gonna even post the photo up when I release this episode onto my Instagram so you can see the array of food that we ordered (laughs) that we did not get through we took some of it home but it was fine and I just remember the waiter like he kind of seemed like he was trying to be a little bit attentive to us, but he also kind of knew like something's up, like something's going on, but he wasn't being like weird about it. Cause I mean, it's Vegas. I'm sure like they probably deal with like crazy drunk people from time to time. What made the story more intense though, during this particular part of it was there was a table of a family next to us and everything that was going on energetically, everything that was being said at that table, even down to the way that the parents were playing with the baby because there was a little baby there. It was just feeding, like I was absorbing this stuff like constantly and my anxiety just started like going up and up and up and I could feel it in my chest. And the reason for that was because I was just overly stimulated. And I know when I'm overly stimulated and so at that moment, I got up and went to the restroom because I was like, I just need a moment alone. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out and I have to make it through this part of the night before we can get back into the hotel room because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be okay through this. But at that time, I also had to remind myself it is everything that you you make it, right? So then eventually a lady and her kid comes into the restroom and I just kind of use people as like the universe timing me 
in a way because I didn't I didn't leave I didn't have my phone I left everything at the table because I was like I just need a moment away from whatever's happening in this restaurant luckily the time that we got there it was already pretty late um, the restaurant closed at nine I think and it was around like eight or eight thirty I think at the time that all this is going down by the way and so I get back to the table thank god the family left and this is part of where I talk a lot about we live in a holographic world and I don't want to get too far on a side tangent with this but the fact that we live in a holographic world means that you have total control of everything that's around you you can make these people go away and in that moment I needed them to leave so I in a sense kind of wished them away in like a weird like twilight zone kind of way not really but that's kind of what it seemed like and so I sit back down at the table with my husband and he's obviously kind of freaking out a little but he's doing a better job at managing it because for him this dose isn't very high it's definitely probably on the higher end for him but it's still manageable for me it was almost like takeoff mode so I tell him I don't know if I can do the show I definitely think I just need to get back to the room because once I get back to the room everything's going to be just fine and so he's walking me through like breathing processes and things because one thing I notice when the mushrooms work through me is I tend to release anxiety and a lot of my anxiety and my fear is held in my chest and that's when I was really kind of feeling that those flushing feelings in there and so I really had to talk myself off of a ledge when I would get those feelings and doing breath work not like you know, going into the whole process of breath work at the table, but just like, you know, taking a deep breath and slowly releasing it and taking another deep breath and slowly releasing it, saying everything's fine because everything really is what you make of it. So if I decided to feed into that feeling, I would have been freaking the fuck out. I probably would have been escorted out like, nope, can't do this. Got to go leave the food, you know, but I was determined to get through it because this was part of the process and everything happens for a reason. And my husband even said it once I got back to the table, he was, uh, he said, because we just got a new cat, Fred. And when Fred was here, he would kind of, or when he was first, he's still here, but when he was first in our home, he would get really angst, right? Because there was just loud noises and things. And so my husband would always say, if you change your energy, everything around you will change. And so that's exactly what I was trying to do and what he was trying to do and then it all kind of just ended up working out and we made it through the end of the night I had to get up a second time I might have gone to the restroom three times to be honest and I remember on the third time because I was bumping into the waiter because you have to walk by the kitchen to get to the restroom and the waiter was kind of giving me an odd look and I was like I don't even care if he thinks I got Crohn's or something I do not care right now like I just need the bathroom as my safe zone that I can check in and out and luck and then last time I remember when I went to the restroom okay this is where I was like this is getting too funny and I gotta get out of here so there's like these wooden cutouts of like fat farmers and a fat farmer wife and they're usually like painted like 
it's like a wood cutout where they're like bent over like in the garden I know some people know what I'm talking about because I had neighbors that had these little things in their garden back in California when where I grew up and they usually would paint the lady with like polka dots or something crazy right and I'm not kidding the living person of that cutout walked into the restroom and I saw her feet and they were all polka dotted toenailed and everything and I was like I gotta get out of here I gotta get out and so luckily like my husband he got the check everything we ended up taking some of the food home because it was really good but one of the messages that I was getting really really big in the restaurant even though it was a vegan restaurant was that the plants do not appreciate being turned into foods that will mimic death meaning they don't like looking like fish cakes they don't like tasting like a meat product they don't like being turned into shrimp products they don't like it when you're eating fake chicken nuggets or whatever because what you're doing is replicating the negative energy of that dead entity and you're recreating it with a living one does that make sense and so that was a very clear message and I like couldn't couldn't even stomach let alone look at the the fish cake things they weren't actually fish cakes it was like potato and I forgot like yam or something but they added like probably some kind of seaweed or something flavor to give it that fishy taste and my body was like nope we're not doing this and then I ate a shrimp dumpling which typically I'd be very excited to eat it's a fake shrimp dumpling just everything soy by the way and I went to eat it and it was like my mouth forgot how to swallow like I couldn't swallow it and I was like oh my god we know how to do this like we were just swallowing and it was just the idea of because the plants were like you can't eat this you can't eat this because it's death and it doesn't matter of the fact that we were once living and molded into this it's still death because you're imitating death essentially and so I remember I like forced myself to swallow it and I just felt so nauseated after that which is hilarious right because it's it's nothing that I normally wouldn't eat it's a vegan food and yeah it was just mind-blowing anyway I had to throw that in there because it was such a loud message so finally we get out of the restaurant and the restaurant started quieting down obviously because again it was the end of the night for them And I was so thankful for that in that moment because I was just like, this is just going to kind of keep ramping up from this point on, right? Because typically these journeys take about six hours and my journey started around eight o'clock. And so we get outside, we call the Uber and our Uber driver had a very interesting name I'm probably going to butcher it because I can't really remember it fully but and I didn't find out his name until the following day um I believe it was Theonitis or something like that um but basically it means like a almost like a guardian angel type of thing like a protector and the holder of God it was very interesting and I bring this up because he played a very big part in this next little section of this this journey. And we get in the car and I'm just going deeper and deeper into this, you know, 
this plant medicine and they are definitely working through me at this time, right? Channeling their messages, if you will. And we get in the car, we're, you know, we're just talking, whatever. And I just think because he started catching red lights, like I need to catch every green light back to this hotel room because I'm still feeling like I might bug out. And he started talking about how he's eaten at that restaurant before. It's really good. You know, his his fiance's actually vegan. He tried to do it, but he couldn't. And I could just feel the plants like feeling so like squeamish and sad almost that a human turned them down, if you will, and chose to go the route of death. And he probably was watching me and seeing kind of what I was doing because again, you know, Uber drivers in Vegas kind of know the people that they're getting into, right? Usually they're drunk or on something and not fully in their headspace. And so he started talking about the fight and I don't even know what was going on with UFC, but apparently there was a pretty big fight that was going on. And my husband was kind of talking to him about it. But when he started talking about it, it was like the whole energy in that vehicle just changed to this very like dark type of energy of anger and despair. And it just didn't feel good. It was like you could feel the violence through the words, even though you know, nothing was violent about the conversation. He wasn't describing a fight or anything like that. It was just the sheer energy of the conversation of what he was talking about. And I think he could see my face. And then he decided to kind of change the subject. And we started talking more about his life and like, you know, things like that. And then he started telling us how Vegas is building a Formula One racetrack around it, which I had no idea because I don't really keep up with the city of Vegas. I remember saying at that moment when he was telling us about it that, oh my gosh, the city is crazy. Like, it's just crazy. Like, the fact that people are creating this metropolis in a way that they want it to look and be based on the collective energy, which Again, this is the holographic world, right? We're all agreeing on this. And even if you're someone that doesn't agree on it, right? In a way, you're still subconsciously agreeing to it because then it gives you something to put that negative energy towards. But that's besides the point. But when I did say that, he then proceeded to start talking about his experience from moving here to Vegas. So he originally was from a small town, I think he said in, is it Tennessee? Somewhere over there. And he moved out here and he said he was so scared when he first moved out here that he ended up moving back home. And he said it was about two weeks that went by while he was back at home and he decided to come back because I think he said his friend told him you know, change is supposed to be scary. If change isn't scary, then it's not for you. Like change shouldn't be this comfortable thing because then how do we grow? 
and he decided to move back to Vegas and he's been there ever since. So I think he's been there probably over 10 years now. He's a little, he's older than me. And now he's got a family of his own. And so hearing that story during that time where I'm kind of, meanwhile, you have to remember, I'm still going through this mushroom journey of my own, apparently. And so to hear that during that time, it was very soothing and it was very helpful because I have a lot of fear in my life. A lot of this fear that I've adopted isn't mine. A lot of it is from relatives, other people's experiences, things that society tells you that you need to be afraid of, etc., etc., etc. One of my biggest fears was dying. And I say was because after this day, it wasn't anymore. And I will continue. And I was just so thankful for his story in that moment. And I knew at that moment that he was here for a divine reason for divine timing and I might never see him again and that's okay because I know in this moment he was there as a guide and an angel for me so this is why I thought it was interesting about his name as well so we finally make it back to the park MGM and is a Tesla it was the second Tesla I've ever been in so I really kind of didn't have an idea how to open the door I kind of knew because I figured it out from the guy the night before Um, but he turned around and looks at me and says, do you know how to get out? And I was like, um, no. (laughs) And he goes, you just push that button right there. And so I push the button, I open the door and I get out. And my husband is watching this all happen. And I go, thank you. You know, have a good night. And he's like, make sure you have everything you need you have all of the things that you have with you that you need and I look back in the car and I know I have everything with me but I always check because you never know and I did and I you know thank you have a good night and that was it and so while we're walking back into the hotel uh first off I needed to scream because I just had all of this like energy pumping through me with everything that was going on And one of the songs that came on, I forgot what song it was, but it's like a really old rock song about screaming or something. And I was like, oh my God, I need to scream right now, you know, but I'm walking through the lobby. I can't really scream. But my husband brings up the fact that, isn't it interesting that our driver, I don't want to keep saying his name because I'm probably butchering it and it's wrong, but that he said, do you know how to get out? He didn't say, do you know how to open the door? He said, do you know how to get out? And I thought, yeah, that is interesting because the only way out is through. And the only way out sometimes is changing your perspective and how you make things. And so in that moment, it was very, very awakening in that sense. Hey guys, just me popping in to say thank you for listening to part one of my channeled mushroom journey. The second part of this podcast will be out next week. And trust me, it still keeps going. It still keeps continuing. 
but I just didn't want it to be such a long podcast. And plus, I wanted to kind of divide it up into the preface of the story as well as the actual story. So the actual channeled message will be coming out next week. Stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for supporting me throughout this journey and in this podcast. Make sure to go ahead and follow me over on Instagram if you don't already at I am Amber Moreno and tag me if you do decide to reshare these podcasts. And until next time, have a beautiful week and I will see you next week, actually.